All right. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show, chicks. We are so excited to have you join us once again for another episode. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're already in like five episodes almost. We're, we're really productive. We are. And we, I mean, obviously we love Broadway. So. <laughs> we're seeing a lot easy. of shows. Exactly. Yeah. We're seeing so many shows now because of this new venture that we're taking. So I'm yes. very excited. How was your week? It was really, really good actually. Yeah? What'd yeah. you get up to? Oh man, I've just been enjoying my life, honestly. I mean, the weather has been not too bad so yeah. went on a walk i walked like a lot i was in like downtown brooklyn like walking yeah. a lot and i got some dipping dots love dipping dots i know we, we share this love of different dots i know they should have that in the theater you know how yeah i you can I, buy food in theaters it's dipping dots dipping dots Broadway, i know are you listening hello schubert yeah. hello <laughs> that's what's your favorite flavor oh banana split easy really i love banana split Ooh. I know it's a it's a wild card. I feel like usually my go to was like cookies and cream, but I was like, let me try banana split, and I've been hooked ever since. There you go. Yeah, you. Mm, I do love a good cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is great, but I love the rainbow. Like that's the classic. <laughs> is it? Is there a classic dipping dot? I would say there's a classic. Well, yeah, that's. I would think that. <laughs> well, that's nice. That sounds lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed myself. What about you? What did I get up to? Uh, this week, mm. I actually went and saw a different type of show Oh, that we can't technically review here, but I had the best time ever. I went by myself, mm. which for the first time ever, I saw a show by myself. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. But this show was a taping of Live with Kelly and Mark. So you saw a talk show. I saw a talk show. <laughs> How was that? It was so good. I mean, I... I've seen Stephen Colbert. Oh, okay. I'm trying for Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. The goal is Saturday Night Live. <laughs> but Kelly and Mark, I mean, it was a previous to Mark. It was Kelly and Ryan. Mm-hmm. And like, I watched that so, so much. Yeah. And I saw a last minute ticket mm-hmm. and I was like, let me go. Because they've only just started opening back up to audiences again. Mm-hmm. It was so lovely to see Kelly Ripper mm-hmm. and Mark Consuelos interacting with each other in case you aren't aware. They're actually <laughs> married in real life. They met on a soap opera, all my children, and they've been married for like 28 years. Mm-hmm. And it was so exciting to see how the whole production was put together. The studio is tiny. Really? Yeah. It's so small. Like, how are your seats? Like, how close were you? How far away were you? I was probably like two feet away from Kelly. Oh, damn. And Mark. Yeah. So right there. They were right there. It was so lovely to see. They are so so funny mm-hmm. and it's just a good experience it was very strange though going from seeing it on tv mm. to seeing it in real life because yeah, i felt like i was still watching it on tv i feel like it'd be so weird for me to see like where the cameras are placed yeah. and like see them cutting and stuff like how well remember it's technically done live yeah Okay. There's some shows that are pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. For example, there's summertime shows. So I saw a summertime show because let's not make them work every single day of, you know, every mm-hmm. week of the year. So it was still really fun and exciting and engaging. And they did it as if it was, they were doing it live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was so exciting. I love the behind the scenes, love behind the scenes stuff. So it was really cool to see how the producers were interacting with each other. They still used cue 
cards. If they wanted to quickly make a change to the teleprompter, they had to call someone on a traditional phone line. <laughs> like they didn't have iPhones for this. They called them up and they were like, hey, can you change this line to this line? And it was so cool. So I just want to Oh my go God, back. I didn't know they did that. For those people who are coming to New York, experiencing everything that has to offer, go and see a taping. And if you can't get to the late night shows, definitely try for a daytime show. Yeah. I loved Kelly and Mark. They, like I said, they bounced off each other so well. Mark is very new to the role and he's doing a really amazing job. And it was funny. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because they were talking about being zombied. Do you know what being zombied is? It's a new dating term. How hell is that? Ready? I'm sure you've, this has happened to you because it's happened to me before. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where you go on a date or you start talking to someone, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, this is so much fun. You finish the date. You don't. Mm -hmm. That's usually called ghosting, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But then like a month later, they pop back up. <laughs> and that's called being zombie. It's called being zombie. <gasps> okay. I was like, I've had that happen to me yeah, before. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know there was a term. I didn't know there was a term either. Wow. Yeah. What is the case that we're in? We're like, there's all these weird terms for all these dating scenarios. Yeah. This I can't bad. keep up this is with bad it. news. It is. Oh my God. It is. But nevertheless, I had a fabulous time. And if you get the chance, you should try. I've never see. been to a taping. We should go. Oh my God. I think that's actually a good idea. I think it's a good idea for people coming to the city because I feel like obviously we are big proponents of Broadway. I think yeah. you should try to see a Broadway show or play. Of course. Um, but I think that's also another cool experience where it's like you have all these shows that you watch like every day yeah. and you get to like see it live. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I love it. Like I want to get back and try and see another taping of Kelly and Mark because mm. other than the fact that they are just two gorgeous human beings together but it is just such a nice family show as well and they are very lovely to the audience they'll interact with us and it was just so much fun you had a good time I, I loved it I loved it nice. anyway that was my week nice it was a highlight okay. that was really interesting yeah anyway last week we talked about bad Cinderella yes we did which we got, it that was, was bad actually, that was actually that was very therapeutic for me yeah because I had a lot to say about that show and okay I, I needed to get that out because it was right. weighing on me. Okay. Well, yes. I'm glad that you've bad Cinderella fight. I'm bad Cinderella now. Great. We're going to talk about a different show. Yes. Okay. Now, this show is not a musical. No, it is not. It's a play. It's a play. Yeah. But it had a musical element Yes, it to did. It. So it's kind of like a sort of crossover. I mean, we will be seeing plays and talking about them. Yeah. But yeah. I think definitely within the next couple of weeks, mm -hmm. we're definitely going to be talking more about plays than musicals. Yes. Which is exciting. I love musicals, but it's been really interesting seeing a play. Mm-hmm and have loved every minute of it. It's been very different. But what's unique about this play is that it doesn't have an intermission. No, it does not. So ladies, go to the bathroom. <laughs> you better hold. You better have that pelvic floor so <laughs> strong so you can hold it. Oh my God. Okay? Because it was an hour and 45 minute show. It's a decent time to Yeah, it's a good amount of time. Yes. And particularly because the seats are so small, you know. So, but what did we actually say? We saw Goodnight Oscar. Goodnight Oscar. Starring Jackman McFarland. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, starring Sean Hayes. Yes. The brilliant, the talented, the witty Sean Hayes. Yeah, yeah I was really excited to see this play. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because yeah, Jack McFarlane was in it. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was thinking, it's Sean Hayes. It's going to be upbeat. No. He surprised me at how he is such a brilliant actor. I was actually pleasantly surprised as well. I mean, I haven't seen, I know he's famously like from Will and Grace. I haven't seen yeah. the show. <gasps> I didn't really know. what. To, don't look at me like that. 
Have you seen Friends? Yes, I have seen Okay, well then, so, all right, the friendship's back on. Okay. Let's go. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, but I was actually very impressed. Like, I, I knew that he's been known to be, like, a sort of funny actor. Yeah. So it was interesting seeing his, like, take on Oscar Levant, which is, like, sort of a, an interesting character. It's, like, a sort of sad story yeah. in a way. But I was surprised by not only his acting skills, but his musical skills. Oh, fantastic we're, we're gonna talk about that but i was i was like i honestly didn't think his talent was real like i was i was like oh, no it's a recording yeah <laughs> i really thought that until we left <laughs> yeah but should we get into it yes we should all righty so good night oscar is actually about oscar levant he was like an actor composer and it's about his one night on a talk show the story unfolds of like who he is and his backstory but also like who he was at that moment in time like dealing with mental health sort of addiction it was pretty heavy honestly it was extremely heavy yeah is it a kid show no 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 don't no no it is not but i think it actually deals with some interesting topics i think it talks about as i said mental health talks about addiction i think it also talks about like entertainment in a very interesting way yes i agree of like and that line between like genius and insane that i think it 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 handled pretty well and also it takes you back into that era of like 1950s late night Mm -hmm. talk show it's very different to what we see now I would probably say that it was sort of similar to the Jimmy Fallon show. I guess in like the look, I would say. I feel like the it's sort of like blue tones and sort of yeah. rich tones and things like that. I think it was NBC from memory. I think so. Like yes. that, that was like the broadcasting that company was the, that was doing it. Yeah. yeah. So as a person who loves talk shows and loves the behind the scenes, <laughs> yeah. it was really cool to see how we were sort of immersed into that mm-hmm. story. I must say the stage, the set design was actually pretty good. Yeah. I feel like the way they did it where obviously like on a set and on a stage, you have like the curtains. Yeah. And the way they like drew the curtains back sort of introduced that's when the show officially starts. They used the theater well in yes. the, the show. I agree. Where it felt like you were actually like watching a live talk show. Yes. So let's get into it a little bit because mm-hmm. we haven't really touched on the plot. But basically what this show is about, it's about Oscar, mm-hmm. who, as Leslie said, is an entertainer who's been locked up and is it currently in hospital due mm-hmm. to mental health reasons. Yes. And he is suffering from a whole range of neuroses, yeah, health issues. He's got like sort of OCD, like he's very, he's a a hypochondriac. Dealing definitely dealing with depression, depression, addiction, a little bit schizophrenic as well. Mm -hmm. But he's dealing with a lot. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, to, to say. And so he has a slot on the show, but the thing is no one knows that he's actually suffering from any of this. Yeah. And he, no one actually even knows that he's in hospital for that matter. No, no one at this point knew. Like, it's it's just like new talk show host. He's come from New York to LA. So it's like this sort of interesting thing of like, okay, well, on this side of the US, we got to tone it down a little bit. Yes. And he wants Oscar Levant because he's sort of like kind of insane, but like kind of lovable because of that. Yeah. And so he is like, I want Oscar. Let's make it happen. They book him again, not knowing any of this until his wife appears the day of and is speaking to the talk show host. Mm -hmm. And she reveals what's actually happening. And he's like, well, (laughs) he was kind of my first choice. Yeah. And then there's a bat. You see a battle between the talk show host and the broadcaster. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see that because we don't see that. Yeah, you don't see those conversations. Those conversations, no. And when we're filming this, actually, it's interesting because we're talking about late night, you know, late night shows and all of that. 
James Corden just finished his run. He's going. On The Late Late Show, Mm -hmm. which was on CBS. And I was watching a documentary about how they got the show up and running. James only moved to LA in the January and they had to put a whole new show together by March, which is insane. They had to hire like 70 people. They had to make sure that they built a set. What were they going to do? What skits were they going to do? They had to make sure that that very first show, because no one knew who James was, Mm They had to make sure that this very first show went off without a glitch and became as successful as it could be. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting actually with him like finishing his time on the show and now talking about Goodnight Oscar because you could definitely see that with Goodnight Oscar, he was battling the broadcaster broadcaster, being like, I want to have Oscar on here. And they're like, no, it's going to disrupt everything. It's going to hurt the viewers. It's going to hurt, you know, the amount of views that we get. So that reduces the amount of ads that we'll get for the show, which means our budgets get cut and there's, you know, writers that are trying to write for the show and they can't write for the show and all this that you don't actually realize goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and sort of like the idea that they want something more wholesome and like Oscar is like, it's this weird thing of like, we, we like him when we need him to be, sort of like weird and kooky and damaged person but yeah. it's, it's too much for the show it's interesting to see the you know the similarities mm-hmm. and then we have it goes on and then they the wife comes onto the scene obviously like i mentioned before the wife reveals that actually he's in hospital yeah but she can get a pass yes and she's four hours but she's lied to the mental institution saying like oh it's it's for his uh daughter's prom or like graduation yeah. or something like that where he's let out but you kind of like see within her that she on her own is having like this sort of battle within herself of like caring for him as a wife but also caring for him as like the wife of someone who's an entertainer Yes. who you know is like wants to be an entertainer it's this weird thing where i feel like mo- i feel like a lot of people dealing with mental illness are like dealing with this of like i need to take care of my mental illness but i'm also this to so many other people yeah that like how do you grapple with that like what do i prioritize first exactly and like i said the pass was worth four hours Mm -hmm. so they worked out that by the time oscar gets in a car travels to the show goes back he has about two hours to kill yeah and the other characters that you meet eventually not only are the talk show host oscar his wife the head of the network but you also meet an orderly like a doctor's assistant yes that has come along under this lie that he's going to take care of oscar who is seeing his daughter mm. attend a school event and so the doctor gets here and it's like well this isn't it and they just basically tell him to shut up mm. and eventually the doctor finds out and there's a lot of additional things that happen like try to get the doctor to shut up but he's having to deal with you know do i go against my ethics and keep the entertainer here or do i try to get a recommendation to become a doctor so there's a lot of things that each character is addressing in this show mm-hmm. so he has two hours and this is where it really takes place the majority of the show these two hours Mm -hmm. what is the conversations that oscar is having with the network what is the conversations that oscar is having with the host yes what is the conversations that oscar is having with his estranged wife? wife yeah 
what are the conversations that Oscar's having with Oscar? Yeah. And you see all of these conversations happen all at once but they're intertwined and unlike bad cinderella the different storylines work yeah they do and it's incredible to see how each storyline and how each conversation evolves over time towards the end is when oscar is actually having his appearance on the entertainment show he appears he does a big musical number because he is a performer yeah pianist and then he leaves and he decides instead of going back home which was an option for him he decides to go back to the hospital the final thing that everyone hears is the talk show host saying and that's my show and to everyone who's out there have a good night and to oscar good night yeah which, which is a nice touch which is a nice touch and this talk show host said it every night mm -hmm. because he was good friends with oscar mm -hmm. prior to him getting sick and it was just his way of being like i'm looking out you. Mm. And during that time, it's really incredible to see the acting skills of Sean Hayes. It, this show is very somber at times, you could describe it. Mm -hmm. And he just takes this character, there's such a huge arc, and he takes you on that journey. Mm -hmm. And it's just incredible. There are so many monologues that Sean has to perform. That is true. And we saw it in previews, mm -hmm. and I'm surprised he didn't mess up. Like it's it's a lot to remember. I think there was it was yeah. A very monologue heavy yes. show, I would say. But I think that's because, like I mentioned before, not only is he having conversations with actual people on stage, he's having conversations with people in his head. Yes. And you see that happen. Mm -hmm. You see that happen with a composer that he has conversations with. I think it's incredible to see how he's able to flip between the two types of characters because he has two different personalities almost as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy to see that mental health can do this to you what we also have to remember it's it's not oscar Mm -hmm. That's not who we're focusing on. We're focusing on everything else that has developed in the body of Oscar. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we really need to remember. And that's one of the messages that I think this show is trying to send as well. And I think honestly, I think it, it pays very good respects to Oscar Levant. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was like an actual person in the 60s, like again, an actor, a composer. Um, he's been in a lot of like, I guess, movies like An American in Paris he was in, he was in Bandwagon, but he was also very popular popular on these like late night shows and like, yeah. all these like you know game show syndicates and all those things but I feel like as you said it shows a lot about Oscar Levant and yeah. I think it shows the fact that you know again he had these neuroses and it kind of it makes him a little bit you know like peculiar a little bit annoying but I think Sean Hayes plays him in such a way that it's not romanticizing who he was no at all I think it's very just honest of like he was dealing with a lot at home within his like entertainment sphere mentally but I also think he also kind of gives him the grace of understanding like why or like how the way he acts is affecting other people but yeah. still like making him I don't know like empathetic enough that you you feel for him like you still yeah. are able to understand that he's doing a lot of things that are wrong especially to his family but you feel bad for him and you and you do generally want what is best for him yeah at that point and it's just it's just crazy to see like we touched on the behind the scenes of what goes on in a talk show and all these external elements that we never really think of as the viewer mm -hmm. but there's a lot of things that shows have to do to get approval from the network to go ahead with things. yeah and all these like over 
like site organizations that like you can't talk about these things because the american people shouldn't have to listen exactly and so the three things throughout this entire show that you hear about that they're not allowed to talk about are politics religion and sex and it's funny because this late night talk show host has this quarrel with the producers and the the head of the network saying it's fine to talk about these things and the head of the network saying no this is not what the la viewers want this is they want fun they want want fun engaging you better not and the thing is it's live these late night shows most of the time they're live and so whatever goes on whatever happens happens and you you can't really control it at that point. no you can't and so the late night talk show host was just wanting to get back to his original roots of what he used to talk about in new york yeah so he turned to he turned to oscar and was like so we can't talk about sex politics or religion and just go with the flow you know and oscar's going okay sure whatever i mean but i have issues so oscar is like fighting back against this yes he's like what else can i talk about like those are like the vital things to the human experience yeah i think he talks about like hey you know who i am i think it it kind of he acknowledges the fact that there's a part of this whole thing of being on entertainment that you want me because i'm controversial yeah you want me here because i'm gonna make tasteless jokes and some people like that and people react strongly to me whether they really like me they really don't i have a strong reaction and that's why you want me here so to sort of neuter me in a way, what am I doing here? Yeah. And he kind of is just like freaked out of like, I what the hell am I supposed to talk about? I can't just be like, you know, your, your show monkey to do what you want. Like I have to talk about things because this is the way I let out. Yeah. And the thing is too, we have to remember that usually when talent is booked for a late night show, they're booked because they're prime trying to promote something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oscar wasn't promoting anything mm-hmm. it honestly kind of was like a favor to the talk show host yeah to jack parr to be like okay you want you want to start off with a bang you're in a new city you got to start off with something where everyone knows when they're tuning in they're gonna get a spectacle yeah. and that's what oscar levant offers is just like i'm i'm a little off that's who i am i'm a great pianist but i'm also off have yeah. some weird jokes and I'm going to tell them. It was just interesting to see how it all came together in the end because, you know, when they did go to air, the host was like, oh, what do you think about religion? Or what do you think about sex? Or what's your politics stand right now? And, you know, Oscar just went along with it. I must say it was entertaining. Like he made oh. some quick jokes. I think Sean Hayes does Oscar Levant's wittiness so well. I mean, oh, obviously I understand this is scripted, yeah. but he delivers those lines so easily. He delivered like one of Oscar Levant's most famous lines, which Sean Hayes says is like talk when Marilyn Monroe converted to Judaism. Yes. And then so for her husband and he's like, now she's kosher. He can eat her out. I was yeah. like, oh my God. But to think that that joke was made in like the 50s. Oh, that would, whoa. That would be, I mean, it's still inappropriate to this day. It's, it's like, wow. But it was I mean, it was a witty joke. It was quick. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, that's what he did is like you, you present him with a topic. He's quick to like turn it around. Yeah, I so. agree. I think it's safe to say this is not a family show. No. I, I mean, if that joke doesn't indicate anything, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it does. It's a lot of heavy topics, but I think it's it's worth seeing like, again, especially if you're into entertainment like we are, if yeah. you're into shows, you're into live shows, talk shows, plays, it's like a sort of another side of the conversation that really gets to like the heart of, okay, what as a performer are you dealing with when you're dealing with like these producers and the sort of money behind these productions? You also see that, but you also see the talk show going back to 
you know, the joke that you, that Oscar made that you just mentioned, there is a scene that is between the talk show host and the head of the network. And he's saying, we're losing audience viewers. Mm -hmm. And for a new show, that's not good. No. You usually get canceled by like the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Not even that. Maybe the next episode. Like so many shows are getting canceled left, right and center because they're not getting the views that they need. Because like I said, if you don't get views, you don't get ads, you don't get a budget. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. And unfortunately you're seeing it. You're seeing it obviously in a very small scale with this show, but you're seeing it a lot nowadays with very different types of shows where you think you might have a hit, but if they don't get pull the audience that they need, you then don't get like a season two renewed. No, nope. it is very upsetting to see that, but it's also it's real. It's I mean, real. It's, what, it's what people are dealing with. It's what entertainers yeah. are dealing with day to day. But it's also goes to show that entertainers are just like us. And I know that's very corny to say, but you never know what's going on in a person's mind or life for that matter. You don't know how someone's being treated. You don't know how someone's feeling. What you see is just the outside and sometimes the outside can be very convincing, but in reality, it could be complete opposite. So something else I wanted to talk about with this show. Yes. Tell me. Um, was the performance of the wife. Absolutely incredible. She was great but i again it talks about like family life and people that have family members dealing with mental illness. Yeah. It's It's very profound of just like, again, when you have family, you love them. And you want what's best for them. But like, how do you determine what is best for them and for yourself? Like this is a wife who has children. She's been with this man for years and she sees him devolving. And it's revealed that he, she committed him to the mental institution because there was one night he just went insane and was becoming violent towards her. Yeah. So to protect her, to protect her children, she commits him, but she, you can tell that she still loves him. Yeah. And again, when we're talking about doing what's best for the other person is doing what's best, putting him in this mental institution or is letting him perform, letting him be the entertainer, fulfill this person that he's, he's known as, what do you do? And I think she realizes that he needs music in his life. Yeah. And he needs to perform at least one more time. Mm-hmm. Just to like re reinvigorate himself. Exactly. Music itself is a therapy mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. I know for me, like I listen to music all the time. I'm I don't sure know about you. Do. Yeah. Music can change a person's life. And and the fact that he would compose such beautiful pieces of music that were in his head. And, you know, we talk about there were voices in his head. And so he finally had an outlet to sort of let those voices and everything out, break yeah. free. And I think, again, she recognizes that. There's there's one point when Oscar Levant, again, is talking with, like, the producer and the, the, the showrunner and talking about, like, I have to talk about these things. But the Jack Parr is like, okay, but as long as you play your piano, he's like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to play yeah. the piano. I'm done. Because you can, as the show go, is going on, you see that he's grappling with a lot of, like voices in his head as you said talking about his like mentor like Gershwin was his mentor at one point and feeling like he's in his shadow he's like I don't want to do it anymore I don't want to touch music and his wife puts her foot down and says no you're gonna play yeah like I got you out of the mental institution so you could play because you need to play and she's the one that convinces him like you have to play your, your music you have to yeah so should we actually talk about this music now we yes holy moly I short haze can play I'm not gonna lie, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's that's nice. That's a nice recording. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, that's not bad. Then we're leaving, and Hannah's like, she, he's so good. Piano was like, he wasn't really playing the piano. That's like, <laughs> There's no way. No, what, what? And then I, and then she's like, yeah, no, I think that was him. And we looked it up. Fun fact: yeah. Sean Hayes is a classically trained pianist. Did you know that? Because I didn't. No, I had no idea, but I did know that he was playing that. Oh wow! And it was a, it was long actually. It, it was, went, it was a composition. It went on for about ten to fifteen minutes. My God! And also, I must, I the lighting design. Oh, was great brilliant at because again this is when he's on the talk show so you can see like there's a camera to the left camera to the right as there would be on a live talk show and sort of the floodlights that happen yeah they like start casting his shadow onto the back and as he's playing and the music is getting like just more entrancing the sort of shadows start becoming more and more so you can kind of yeah. see it's like this man is like multi-layered for yeah. a lot of reasons and you see it like with his shadow cast at the back of the house it was stunning beautiful and i was just sitting there with my pretty much my jaw on the ground when he was playing because i was like first of all he has to remember decent sized monologues like yes, we said but then he has to remember this basically this concerto this man is putting on a play and a concert in one night like let's pause to appreciate that he i think definitely needs a tony nomination at least i would agree i don't i don't give them out lightly i really don't but he did very well yeah i mean i was very impressed with his performance it was a different sean hayes and i think you know at the beginning of the show i said like oh it was jack mcfarland that's what we thought we were yeah. getting and i think they casted sean hayes not just because he's a great actor because they knew that people would think that going into it. Yes. I feel like it really kind of works in the favor of the message of the show where you don't know who these entertainers are. Not to say yeah. that this is who Shawnee's is, but it's, you have people like Oscar Levant who are very funny, who are very witty, but are dealing with a lot. And most comedians, as we know, are dealing with a lot of mental illness. That's yeah. like, to be funny is to make fun of things that are like, put most people into despair. Yeah. So I think it, it, they did well to cash on Hayes and like invite audiences and in knowing that you're expecting something funny. And it really like kind of turns that idea on its head. I still am speechless thinking about it. It was absolutely incredible. And I truly believe that at the Tonys, they have different musicals that perform different numbers. I truly believe that Sean Hayes deserves to play that piece of music at the Tonys. I think so. And again, I think this could also be just like an appreciation for the composers yeah. and the musicians that make Broadway possible. I agree. To be honest, I would love to, actually, I think that'd be a great Tony performance. I think we need to contact Ariana DeBoe. <laughs> right is, now. She is hosting she's, again. Yeah, she is hosting. Which is so she's exciting. She's got to invite him on. She's got to like, she's got to donate some of her hosting time to Sean Hayes yes. to do that performance. I agree. Yes. I think hopefully she at least mentions him. Mm-hmm. Because she did a fantastic job last year. And I loved that, like, all the Tony uh, hosts have been incredible. But the thing about Ariana's last year was the fact that she really wanted to devote some of the Tony time to everyone backstage. Mm. And the song that they put together was just all about applauding not just the, the actor that you see, but everyone behind stage, which is really lovely. And we're starting to see that more and more. Yeah, I think so. Even with the curtain call. like but I agree. I feel like you're starting to see the musicians. I mean, with dancing, like yeah. that's a, a revival I think that is timely yeah 
because it's about, okay, the dancers deserve their own moment. Yes. So I, I agree. So I think we're starting to see that more and more, which is lovely. Yeah. I must admit, this particular play, Sean Hayes definitely des- deserved. Stand out. Standing ovation. He needed to take a bow by himself because he killed it. Killed it. That's the only way to say it. But oh, yeah. it's definitely not a family show. Like, we have to stress this. Also, we have to say it might trigger some people. I know there are a lot of people in this world that you never think are dealing with mental health, but it it really shows the reality and the repercussions of what mental health can become mm-hmm. and it can have the ability to trigger some people. So please just be aware of that. There isn't, unfortunately, a warning even in the playbill. the playbill, which is, I think, something that Playbill needs to start doing. I think that's an interesting idea. The one thing I would say is at that point that you get the playbill, like you're in the theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think I think there definitely should be a warning within the playbill, but I think there should be a warning like when you're purchasing tickets. Yeah. Because this show is pretty heavy. Yeah, and I didn't know it was going to be this heavy yeah. before going into yeah. it. And I know you and I both just walked out and we were like, whoa that was was we need to go see something upbeat to try and bring our spirits back up let's now rate the show shall we yes let's do it okay so unlike bad cinderella where we i couldn't possibly rate each individual section yeah it was was whatever let's rate the acting first of all how would you do that like a four out of five yeah i think so i mean sean hayes i think was incredible i think the wife was incredible the the sort of not the main characters like the sort of mar- minor characters were great as well but yeah. i think shawnee's just like oof. Hit so i would say top. four out of five four out of four five yeah i would agree with that yeah what would you say about the set design i really like the set design i mean it was i don't know it wasn't again this isn't supposed to be a spectacle you know so it's no. not supposed to be like oh my god so many sets yeah um there's only like sort of three main sets which is just like the the office of jack parr the the show of jack parr and then the back room where you know oscar levon is waiting but i like the way that they incorporated like the theater itself and the curtains with being a live show so for that reason i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go with a three okay i was going to say three two actually i definitely loved the audience participation Mm. and that could only have been done Yes, obviously through the acting, but a huge contribution of that was the set design. Yeah. So, and we need to keep in mind that some of these late night talk shows are filmed in in theaters. Mm -hmm. For example, like Stephen Colbert, Mm -hmm. his show is filmed in this incredible theater that unless you actually are an audience participant, you won't get to see how truly incredible this theater is. It was definitely in an old 1960s style late night mm-hmm. show. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the theater helped a lot with the set design. I think if this was at the Belasco Theater. Yep. Which is gorgeous, by the way. It's stunning. It's, it has three levels, actually. So it's orchestra, mezzanine, and balcony. Yes, but you have to be aware, if you're going to sit in the balcony, it's very hard to see the stage. Thank goodness that the show allowed itself to be seen from all three levels. levels. I feel like with other shows that we have seen, it wouldn't have fitted the theater at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the theater was gorgeous. Bathrooms were located on the third and second level, yeah. which is something to remember. And like I said, there wasn't an intermission. 
So you have to hold it, ladies, like I mentioned. But the seats as well, the only thing that I would say, the seats are very tiny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're basically in a ball. Yeah. Yeah. So So just keep that in mind. If you have long legs, just ask for standing or something because I'm serious. Like you have to like stretch out somehow. Yeah. That's something to remember as well. So what would you say for the theater? I would say theater's really pretty. Oh my God. I wish we had gotten a chance to like sit in like the box seat or mezzanine because there was a bit of a, an obstructed view from the balcony. So that is something to note. I would say four out of five. I mean, see, I feel like we've been to so many good theaters now. I'd say three and a half. Okay, fair. That, that's close to me. But yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know. Again, I think I maybe I'm a little biased because it worked so well with the show yeah. that it felt like a part of the show i love it when the theater feels like a part of the show oh yeah for sure oh it's so because these all these years are gorgeous by the way like i haven't i work in architecture so big fan yeah. <laughs> so it's something i notice, and it's like when you incorporate the feel of a building into it i'm a fan so yeah for sure. And I guess the last thing that we have to write is the book. Yes. What do you think? Like we said, it was heavy. I think it's a great book because it does well to highlight the characters that are there. You have like five characters, I would say. Yeah. And they are all have, they are like people. Like they have characteristics. They have traits. They're not one note. They're not shallow. And each person does play a part within the whole plot. Yeah. And I think it, it covers Oscar's sort of inner like troubles And like how he's dealing with interacting with the producer, dealing with show host, dealing with his wife in a very like interesting way. So I rate the book four out of five. Yeah, I would say four, two. Yeah. So overall, I guess we're saying about three and a half to four stars. Yeah, I would say so. Because it it was a breathtakingly beautiful play. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really do hope it at least wins a Tony for something. We shall see. I mean, I don't know. I feel like plays are hitting this year. Yeah. Plays are hitting. We've seen some good plays and I can't wait to talk more about them. Like we mentioned, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be seeing more plays. Yes. And so it'll be really interesting to talk about them and compare them and see whether the play could be turned into a musical or not. So it'll be really interesting to see what eventuates from this Tony season. I tell you what, I'm so excited. I can't Me wait. Me too. We're thinking of doing a live Tonys. Like, yeah. Or just like, or we can do our own rankings. Rank- oh, I what th- we think, where yeah. those sort of nominations will land. Let us know if you guys want that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, Tony season. <laughs> I guess that's come to the end of our show. Yes, it has. But it's been lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to our channel like our podcast because that would help out a lot yes but please we need the likes yeah we need the likes but thank you so much for joining us and good night leslie good night yeah. <laughs>